three, two, one. Welcome to the Friday drinking edition of the Dennis and Andy show. It is beer 30. Beer, beer 30. Four. Beer it four. is 4-0 beer right now. It's 4-0 beer right here. Drinking from Dennis's part of the woods, Wisconsin. A little new Glarus spotted cow. And let me tell you, it is a refreshing treat compared to that garbage <laughs> that Dennis wanted me to drink last week, which eventually went down my sink. Telling you, that was such a sad, I wish I was over there. I would have just drank it for you. No, you uh, wouldn't Spotted have. Cow is, New Glarus always puts out, they've got some really good ones. But Spotted Cow is one that anybody who's a beer connoisseur knows, they try and get. It's a good beer, and almost everybody I know likes Spotted Cow. For whatever yeah. reason, they they like it. It doesn't matter if you like light beers or dark beers or amber beers or ales. They like this, and they're they're not joking. Um, I don't get to drink it that often, you know, because they only make it in here. Of course, mine went right in my Phoenix glass. If this came out of a cow, I would suck that cow's teeth to get it. That's how tasty it is. Well, for all of you guys that are out still working and can't join us for the beer, have one when you get home. But it, for or, those of you who are done and at home and ready bad. for some good comic stuff, have a sip, order some Spotted Cow, or have whatever you have at home. Spotted Balls Cow. And everything tastes better in a dark phoenix glass yes it does yes it does so first up superman and lois is back after a very long uh, spring break or winter break whatever the hell they called it finally came back this week and uh i enjoyed it i thought it was a i thought it was a good episode um i'm getting a little tired of uh of Jordan being a little whiny bitch with the powers. <laughs> you know, I mean, his, his brother, I'm not going to disagree with you. His, his twin brother does not have powers. He's just normal. If I was him, I would literally look at him, look at my brother and be like, shut up. Stop being a little whiny bitch. You have powers. D you know, listen to dad and you'll be fine. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it was a good episode. Um, I'm glad it's back. Um, they've got a couple of subplots that are going on with it right now. You've got uh, Lois working with the Luthor, um, who's undercover, trying right. to expose everything going on um, with uh, Morgan Edge. And, you know, that's 
not going so hot, but we uncover some really interesting stuff in this episode. Um, you know, and we 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 discover we as the viewers have seen it, but they discover something called X kryptonite. Andy, do you remember that from the books? No. Why? Is that from the books? Not that I oh, know. I have no idea. But you're a Superman guy, so if anybody has heard of it, it would have been you. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I, I'm not super steeped in Superman lore. I mean, I know of gold kryptonite. Like, I thought that's probably what it was. You know, like, we don't know what it does. So maybe it has... I can't remember what it's either yellow or gold kryptonite. I can't remember which that one does anyhow, but maybe it has the same reaction. Who knows? Um, I thought it was rather interesting. There is a scene where Superman, he's trying to help that kid out. That's really fast now. And one of the issues I had is general, I think it was general lane that said to Superman that he's faster than you. And right there, I'm like, Okay, that's BS. There's no way. And, and, you know, I'm hoping that that was just, you know, I'm correct. General Lane said that to him, right? He, he said, actually, you're as fa he's as fast as you. Because Superman couldn't catch him, even flying. The kid went up there, and that's why he zipped around. And that, But that was General Lane's uh, comment was, He's as fast as, as you are, that, and he's a threat that needs to be put down. Yeah, and that whole fast as you, that just bothers me because it's like, come on. He's Superman. This kid shouldn't be just as fast as him. Superman should be able to catch him, you know. So I thought that was dumb. I did like when Superman was protecting him in Metropolis that Lane's boys were like, all right, and they shot Superman with freaking kryptonite. I know, and it shocked the hell out of Superman. It he shocked the hell out of me. When it gets... Right in the side, and he went down. And then he got angry, and oh, he dude. stood up, ripped it out, eyes glowing, and I was like, oh, that's where Jordan gets his temper from. And it comes up later in the episode. It does, but I was really like – if Superman isn't pretty much done with Lane at this point, I don't know what it's going to take. Because that would have been the first thing when those two, when he confronted uh, General Lane, that would have been the first thing out of my mouth is, what in the hell do you think you're doing having one of your dipshits shoot me with kryptonite bullets? That is it. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that that they did come across that way. And uh, hey, Michael, What's hopefully up, Michael? you're done with work. Have it. We are having our spotted cow beer in our dark phoenix glass. So hopefully you can kick your leg, feet up, and enjoy it. And you're not still working. I mean, I drink mine out of a can like a real man. Whatever, real man drinking dark phoenix glasses. So. Yeah, the whole thing with General Lane going, I'm here to protect American citizens. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of should have sent some red flags right there. Hey, Lois, by the way, you know what your dad did? Dipshit shot me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they didn't, and he didn't say a word about it. But earlier in the episode, I will say this, did, but when, when he was talking to Superman 
you know, on the phone, however it was, I can't remember. Um, and he said that, you know, he's a threat that basically needs to be put down. You know, I, I don't have a problem with that sentiment because if the kid's going to run around like a loose cannon, you know, and he escaped from this place and now he's running around like a loose cannon, I'm not saying the first thing you do is, you know, take him out. But eventually, if you can't control the threat, you only have one other option. Yeah, you my know. issue with that is more more from the lawful good side of things. Is the kid didn't ask for it, and at least you got to give him a chance right. to, to to do the right. In general, Lang's not. They're portraying as this hard ass uh, general who's warmonger. He's just going to put down the threat, and that's the only right. thing that goes through it. And there are guys like that, so if that's what they want to portray him. But I like Superman's approach. Look, he's a kid. He's he's scared. He's un under he doesn't understand what's going oh, yeah. on. We don't understand what the hell's going on with them. We want to help this kid, and if we can't help him, eh, well, well, then we'll see what our other, other options are. But they don't quite go there. So right, it was but that's my point. I like I guess with what General Lane said. I'm not, I don't agree with it as the first option at all. I think you try to work with the kid and help him out, but eventually, and eventually, you know, could be a few months, year, whatever. Eventually, if the person's not going to turn it around, you don't have another option. So I agree. I can see both sides of it, but um, I think they do have to really have that stark contrast between Lane and Superman though, or it's just not going to be as good. Yeah, they, you know, they you, do. They absolutely yeah, you've got you've got to have that stark contrast. Um you know, getting back to Jordan with the powers, God, I'm already blanking. What's this what's the other brother's name? Uh Jonathan. Jonathan, that's right. So Wait. it feels like 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 a dark phoenix rising out of the ashes to destroy an entire world and consume it. What? Anyhow, or so Jonathan is the one with Jonathan's the, the one without the powers. Jordan has the powers. Yeah, Jordan Jordan's the whiny little uh he's the angsty little teenager who eh, I don't get my way. Eh, they used to be me to me. Eh, I can punch a well, hole even, in you. Well, that's eh. what I was going to say during the football game. I I actually thought it was kind of comical where like you know he got he got dogpiled by the other team his old team his old team he gets dogpiled and you know I guess when he gets really angry it's the eyes and stuff you know he, he has to learn to control it a, a part okay so a part of me thought it was kind of cool but then a part of me thought it was kind of funny where his dad is just like puts his hand under his eyes he's just like let it go. I know. And his dad absorbs it. And I was thinking, God, wouldn't it be cool if the beams, he couldn't absorb it. And some of it gets out and blows the shit out of the stands. That would be awesome. But, but even no. if his dad wasn't there and, and the eye beams let loose, just keep facing the ground. They're just going to go into the ground at that point. You know what I mean? Sure. But when you stand up and then you get a 30 foot deep hole that's sitting there, they'd be well, like, I understand, I understand oh, I, that, yeah. but I'm saying, and then I anyhow, know. then they go out on the town and they meet up with them, which you knew was going to happen. So the two yep. metropolis meets up with, I think the other teams, the Colts, I think Smallville Colts, maybe. 
Yeah, Smallville versus Metropolis. Versus Metropolis. And you just knew it was going to happen. And Jordan goes to punch that kid. And at first, I thought somehow Clark was going to, you know, drop in to save the day. But when Jonathan puts his hand there, I just... (laughs) Poor Jonathan. (laughs) I know. know. All I'm going to say is, you know... And Jonathan, he's trying to do the right things. He's stuck trying to play everything by normal rules. Jordan is the – and you knew this. This is a CW show, so we understand this. Oh, yeah. Understand what? We, we understand what kind of a show this is going to be. You know, it is, it is going to be just purely teenage angst. And so oh, right. at least this is this is better than the other ones now because there's a lot more a lot more story-wise that's going on. We're dealing with figuring out why these people are getting abilities. Lois Lane's got her arc, Clark's got his arc, the kids got their arc. So at least they're spreading the love around. It is a good show. It's just when they focus in on the teenage stuff, it it just takes me back to some of the bad CW stuff, but right. overall, it's still a good show. Well, and I also wonder if they're gaming it out in their heads of how long the show could go. Say, because look, let's say this show is one five years from now. Well, at this point, both those kids, because they've got to be, they're not freshmen. I can't. I don't know if they can, if they're old enough to drive, but they're they're definitely not freshmen in high school. So point is, if it goes for five years, that puts him in college. If he keeps just, it is Dawson's Creek's with power. Um, if it so is, if, if Clark keeps working with Jordan and his powers just over the course of a year, he should be able to train him well enough to where, you know, the kid will probably eventually fly. I, I guess I'm just curious if the creators are gaming it out in their head like, okay, so if we're around in season five, he's getting a costume. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, because I think they do need to start with shows like this, even if it's even if even if it goes the Black Lightning route, that's four seasons. So you would think they'd go, okay, well, Black Lightning is the one show that's getting canned the earliest out of all the ones we've done so far. So if that's the case, let's say four to five seasons, okay, we should probably plan, you know, this kid's going to get a costume at some point or or what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe they're looking at some point he'll become Superboy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep, you know, and, and, ah, it it's it like I said, it's it's fine. Um, I really want to see where the adult storylines go. Um, I really do want to find out more about you know uh this Luther, how he's trying to infiltrate because he somehow in this world has all of this access and get into things. He's got weaponry, which now Lois has seen. Um, so I, I really do want to see that expanded. I did like, you know, when they were sitting down with the boys and talking, he goes, you know, Jordan, you need to understand. Oh, I know. 
you you don't understand because you still keep doing stupid shit over and over and over again. It's like you want to do to your regular uh, your teens the peanut butter and jelly. You don't understand as you slap that peanut butter and jelly down because you keep doing stupid things that injure people. And he's like, oh, I know. I get it. He doesn't. And at some point, he's either going to wake up or daddy's just got to put him down. That's just all there is to it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I get he's a teenager and his teenagers were not the brightest. But at the same time, when Superman's your dad and you realize you have these powers, it, it shouldn't even be a thought not to punch that kid. Yeah. It shouldn't even it shouldn't even be a second thought with what you've seen that you can do already. You know, if this was like the first thing and he didn't even know he had him and he goes to punch the kid and takes his face off, then it's like, oh crap. But he already knows and he's been through enough to where it, it should never even he should never even cock his fist. So it's just dumb decision making and stuff. Yep. So, so all in all, I guess it's time to give the CGC rating for the episode. We're glad it's back. I'm, I mean, I'm glad it a, it's back, but I, I give it a seven. Yeah, I, I'm at a seven five. Um, you know, it, it's good. I they they gotta do some more stuff. They they gotta get a little more involved with the with the lowest stuff and some of the adult plots. Um, it, it was good. They had some really cool scenes where the kid wrecks the train and Superman has to fly down, help lift up the train, uses heat vision yeah. to heat up the tracks, meld it, put it down. That was a great scene. We need more of that type of stuff because, and I get budget-wise, you know, why they can't. But, you know, that we, we just need to, yeah, I think Michael's right. He said sounds uninteresting. Well, at some point they need to... They need to really up the stakes against Superman, I think, and bring in a really major type villain. You know, yeah. I hope like in the like the Flash, the way the Flash is every season, it's basically a different villain for that whole season. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So if this first season is all about, you know, this Luther dude from a different timeline and uh, Morgan Edge, you know, dealing with the ex-kryptonite or whatever the crap is called. Just, I think you got, I think after this season, get past that, bring in a really big baddie or something. You know, it's it's Superman and Lois, but people are still tuning, want to tune in to see Superman, yep. you know, do, do cool stuff. So. I think and, it's still going to be more interesting than the, the new cartoon version they got coming, it just looks really geared towards younger kids. We'll find out when it comes out. We could change our tune, but I'm not a whole interested in that. This is the best Superman that's out right now. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, let's move on. A little news. I know uh, I, I like Highlander. I think Dennis is a little bit more of a Highlander fan than I am. I love Highlander. But I got to be honest. I would like to see Henry Cavill play the lead role in Highlander, and it's going. It's from the director of John Wick, so that's pretty badass. Uh, I think this would be really cool, and I guess the the whole helming of the reboot goes all the way back to 2016. I hate hearing stuff like that because I know there's lots of moving parts, but fucking five years. 
Seriously? Yep. Nail this shit down. And I also, you know, just reading this, it says it's not known if Kavil will play an all new or previous character from past Highlander projects. No, this needs to be totally new. I wouldn't tie it to anything. I would make this the Highlander for this generation, just like they basically have done with Superman and, you know, and Batman and stuff like that. I wouldn't tie this to any previous Highlander stuff that's coming. Exactly. I, I hope they do something completely new. I mean, if they get Henry Cavill for this role, th this is this is fantastic news. So Christopher Lambert was absolutely Yes, I am. You're, of Thank course you. you're gonna post that. The one time Michael agrees with you. <laughs> Yes. Yes, I but, am. But but you are right. I don't think you, you got Christopher Lambert. That was great. We we yeah. went through the entire iteration of his character and through the highs and lows, low being you know, Highlander 2. That was just awful. Only movie I ever walked out of in the theater that I paid for. Um, and then we went on to Adrian Paul's series, which was also fantastic. Again, dealing with it from a completely different character and a perspective. I don't want to rehash. I don't want to reboot anything. Let's get a new character that's based on whatever it is, something that's really interesting. Henry Cavill can play a really awesome character. I love oh, him yeah. in The Witcher, and I wasn't even into Witcher before the show came out. And I, I loved it just because of his portrayal. He looks the part. He feels it. They could have a really interesting character built around him as an actor. So if he lands this role, I say start from scratch, bring up something completely brand new, and let's get this brand new Highlander reboot moving. Exactly. So that's Highlander moving out of a particular role. Could be Dave Batista. This was leaving news says he's leaving Guardians of the Galaxy after uh, three. Um, the basic gist from reading this is he is 52 years old now. By the time Guardians 3 comes out, he'll be 54. If they did do a Guardians 4 or another movie after that, he probably wouldn't even start filming till he was 55 or 56. And he doesn't want to play a character that goes around shirtless. Because, you know, look, the older you get, the harder it is to uh, maintain that physique. I get it. I totally understand. I am a year younger than Batista right now. And it's hard to maintain that physique, Dennis. Let me tell I, you. I, I know. I gave up quite a while ago. This you is did. The physique, what you, he would look like. <laughs> you threw in the towel. I'm still trying. Um, but seriously, I mean... I can I can understand it from that standpoint. Um, working out that hard all the time and stuff. Gee, you know, because I've talked to a couple wrestlers before. I'm friends with a couple of them, and they're in the gym all the time. It is their job. You know, not not just wrestling is their job, but literally going to the gym every day. Yep. You know, that's tough. I mean, look at Stallone. You know, Stallone was still doing stuff in his 50s without a shirt on. So I can, you know, I can understand it. But at the same time, 
why can't they just write Drax where he's, you know, wearing some cool looking shirt or something? Yeah, <laughs> Michael makes the comment about he's flaky, and we were kind of talking a little bit about it, and 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 kind of that's what we were saying too. Is you know, there's got to be just something more to it because it can't be. Eh, I don't want to be shirtless anymore. Eh, I don't want to wear paint. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Michael says he's talking about going back into wrestling. I, I don't know if he's talking about wrestling again. But it can't be just about working out. You know, I like him as the character. Um, I mean, he's he's played Drax pretty well. But with that being said, he's not replaceable. I mean, it's not like he's irreplaceable. Well, it's not only that, but let's be real. Knowing this going into Guardians 3, they could just kill Drax off. You know, that that I mean, is they, true. I mean, they killed Black Widow. I mean, granted, there's a Black Widow movie coming out that's a prequel type thing. But the point is, any future Marvel stuff that comes out, she's done. You know, right. so they could they could just kill him off. And I agree. If he's invisible, it shouldn't matter. Can't see. Oh, hey, Drax. Oh, you can see exactly. me. Yes, we can. So who knows? I mean, I, Guardians of the Galaxy, it, to me, was never like – like the Avengers, to me, is tentpole. So is like, you know, Captain America, even Thor. Yeah. You know, Iron Man, of course, was. Guardians, I, to me, is, is, is on that same rung as like Ant-Man. And if Paul yeah. Rudd ever said, you know what? After this third Ant Man, I think I'm done playing Scott Lang. I'd be like, okay, you don't even recast it. You just don't do another Ant Man. It's like, okay, yeah. whatever. Well, here's the thing <laughs> about Guardians we've of got the Galaxy. so much more. Marvel has so much more in their catalog that even if they didn't kill Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they really want to do a new Guardians four, they could, and they could just replace Drax with another space character. Right. And it wouldn't matter. Right. You know? Maybe maybe this is where Quasar comes in. To, uh, Andy, this is where Quasar comes in. Wendell Vaughn replaces Drax. That's the shit I'm talking about. Finally, I can see my name under special thanks. That's right. Just thought of that as we were discussing this. You you could have Quasar. You could have your Nega bands on there. Drax goes away. In comes Wendell Vaughn to save the day. There you go. I like where your head's at. I Let's know, look where right? Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey head is at. He posted this on May 14th. I'll try and blow it up some. Hold on. Tell me what's wrong with this picture. This is May 14th. What in the F is wrong with this picture? He's by himself outside. Wearing a mask? Wearing a mask. Now, somebody took the picture, so obviously he's not alone. But... But, okay, I get it. You're not alone. I don't know who you're with. I don't know if there's maybe 15 people off camera that you're hanging out with. Even if there are, I get it. If there's 15 people hanging out and you're outside, great. Put your mask on, whatever. You do you. 
But when you walk this far away to take a picture on this cool, you know, area, dude, take your mask off for the picture. Do you really want to be, do you really want this picture immortalized this way? So 20 years from now, you can be like, hey, check me out here. Wow. It's like, come I mean, on, man. I bet we can, I bet if we try hard, we can virtual signal just a little bit harder. I bet we could. Well, wow. what's, um, what's, uh, oh my God, what is Ron Howard's daughter's name? Uh, Dallas Bryce. Bryce. Dallas Bryce posted a picture yep. on Twitter or Instagram, one of the two. She posted a selfie last week, I think. And behind her is, you know, outdoors, whatever. And she just said, just enjoying some of the nice fresh air outdoors, you know, some be whatever. And it's a selfie because you can tell it's from arm distance. Full mask. You're outside. You're in this garden-esque area. What are you doing? Man, you know, the good thing is we were at the Biltmore all day yesterday. Yeah, how uh, was the it? The whole family and... You know what? Almost nobody wore masks, and you're sure the hell didn't see anybody wearing masks outside. And we didn't just walk the gardens. We did a whole bunch of walking, and then we went in for the house tour. Yeah, we didn't have to worry about that. North Carolina is finally getting their head on straight. Wait, even inside the house tour, you didn't have to wear it? Nope. Oh, that is awesome. In the restaurant, if you wanted to, you could. But if you were not actually, most of the waiters and waitresses and the workers, many of them did not even wear them. So we were good. Nice. I just want to see good. if I find that photo. Yeah. Let's see if I find that photo of her, that, that dumb photo she posted. You dig that up, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about Hickory Con. Yeah, baby. Hickory Con is this weekend. Oh, wait. Hold on. I can show the screen with that. There it is. Dennis, talk up Hickory Con as I drink a beer. Yeah. So Hickory Con is tomorrow. So any of you that uh, are within driving distance to North Carolina, this is a Hickory is a smaller town. Um uh, Jacob puts on a great show. He's uh, out of Time Tunnel Comics. Um, it is a fantastic little show that they do. Lots of great vendors, good comic books. Um, it, it is solid all the way all the way around. So Andy and I are going there. We will be up in up in autumn, bright and early in the morning for the trek over to Hickory. We're not staying overnight, nothing like that. We're we're close enough where. You know, it's a day trip. So we yep. go in the morning early, hang out all day, and then eh, just take the trip back home. Well, I'm set up as a guest, so I'll have some first-man comics with me. So, if you, hey, if you don't want to pay shipping, catch me in Hickory. You can get it for uh, no shipping cost. So I have first-man with me and some other stuff to sell at my table. So drop on by. Hickory Con should be a fun time. I enjoy going. Last time we went was a few months ago. We just went to walk around. It was really fun. Here, by the way, is Miss Howard. Look at that. She looks like all these, you know, out somewhere. And it's just like, 
Spent some time in nature today. Lots to be grateful for. What? I mean, come on. Even if you're, once again, I don't know. She could be with 15 to 20 people. You're taking a selfie. You can pull it down for two seconds to take the selfie and not look like a dumbass. I, 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 it's Hollywood. I'm just over him. I'm, I'm just over him. I mean, again, she's adorable. She's cute, but all she's doing is placating. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of done with all of it. I, I'm, I'm done. They, they, they've lost me. Yeah. It's Michael, just, Michael, can I get a refund? <laughs> on shipping? Oh, does he, is no. he talking about Hickory Con or is he talking about first man? He's talking about on shipping probably for first man, but of course not. <laughs> I didn't get a refund. No, but I hooked you up with some extra stuff to cover. So he shut did. up. <laughs> uh, and then before we talk about the review of Silver City comic, we can talk about Lego announces the LGBTQ set just in time for Gay Pride Month. So you got to love it when big corporations just put their pandering right out there in the open for everybody to see. You know, if this was October, if this was in time for Christmas, you know, it's just what Lego's going, what's in June? Oh, that's right. How can we pander? I know. Well, let's see. We've seen American Delta Airlines. We've seen Coca-Cola. How can we one up everybody? Ha! I got it. Seriously? And well, I'm just looking at the playset. What exactly are you building and making? Like when I think Lego, I had Legos as kids, as a kid. My brother, we had them. I'm sure you had them. And yep. we built stuff. We built houses. We built cars. We built. We would make stuff up. You know, it's like here's all these pieces. Just make stuff up. But looking at this, it's like here's your instruction book to build a rainbow colored wall. And you put the different person in their place. I'm telling that's you, it? this makes me see this is a Captain Planet and the Care Bears in a whole new different light. Yeah. That, that this is what I am picturing right now. And you know what? Maybe this turns out to be a big seller and you and I will be wrong about this. But seriously, I... It doesn't even look functional. We as that's Lego people love that, that's to my build point. things. That's my point. Most Lego things you build have a function. You know, they're functional. This doesn't look functional at all. It just looks like something you would put together and put up on your shelf to display. But there's nothing else to do with it. You know? I know. It is It is a showpiece to show we care. It is a purely pandering uh, move. I mean, it... Uh, Lego. Hashtag everyone is awesome. Everyone right. is awesome. Yeah, but here's my question. So is Lego saying that up until this point, their Legos work for everyone? See, and that's... Because was I thought Legos were my for everyone was... no matter what, anyhow. Boys and girls, tall and short, everybody plays with Legos. If you enjoy Legos, if you don't enjoy Legos, so be it. 
All right. Uh, Enough on Legos because this is just blah. But wait, this is funny. Why does it say 18? Why does it say 18 plus? Oh my God, I never noticed that. (laughs) And then somebody says, somebody says, it says 18 plus on the box. And somebody says they do this for every set that's for display. Don't ask me. No, they don't. 12 plus. So I don't, I don't know. It just seems Uh, it's, we're, we're in this day and age where it's just every company feels like they have to pander. I know. And instead of once again, just looking at people as a whole and saying, this product is for everybody just the way it is. So seriously, Legos, Tinker Toys, uh, uh, Lincoln Logs, any of the stuff, connect it, any of the stuff you could build with. There weren't boy sets or girl sets. There were just things because you could build whatever you wanted, any way you wanted. It didn't mender, matter anything about you. Everybody could use it. They, again, purely placating. Well, it's not, it's, I totally agree. But, you know, when Courtney played with Legos when she was younger, I can't remember the name of the set, but there was a specific name for the set. It was more geared towards girls with the colors and, Sure. And what they built and stuff. And, I mean, you go into a Lego store. I mean, look, you got this architecture set. You're not giving this to your five-year-old. Your five-year-old probably be like, I don't want that. Give me a car. You know what I mean? But I guess my thing is when you walk into a Lego store, they have enough of a variety as of right now for everybody. Yeah. And even if you're a little boy, you're like, look, if I had a, if uh-huh. I had a five-year-old son – and we went to the Lego store and he picked up one of the sets that like Courtney played with. I was like, is that the one you want? He was like, yeah, I'd be like, all right, I don't care. Build some shit. Right. And, you and again, you, you, you got hot wheels. You built your cities out of the parts. It, again, it doesn't matter. This is purely placating and pandering to a particular segment regardless. So if that's what they want to do, so be them. They put their mark out. Just like Coca-Cola, just like the other one, so be it. They're up there. Yep. I say we let it drop, and let's get on to something really important. Silver City. Silver City. Highlight, people. So we sat down, and we had a lot of people that were interested in the comic book Silver City uh, by Aftershock Comics. Um, We read issue number one that just came out. Olivia uh, Shatero Briggs, hopefully I got her name right, is the writer. Man, you and did a much Luca better job. Murley. What's you that? did a much better job than I would have done on that name. Notice I grabbed the names for you. Thank you. Lu- Luca Murley is the artist and colorist. Uh, Dave Sharp was the uh, the letter. I had done a quick flip of it, and I've gotten a bunch of messages from people that was on there, and even Aftershock Comics liked it. So you know what? Figure we had to read it, um, and this was not one that was on my. I don't think this was on my pull list originally, but um, the the premise is that this horrific accident happens, and uh, I don't know if you have it up to show or not, Andy, but the the art is actually at the beginning. There's this huge accidents that 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 happens. 
And it's a it's it's a plane. Let's just call it a massive plane accident. At well, the it is. They're, they're, there it is. They're at a. This is preview pages. They're at an airport. And uh, oh, Michael, that's not very nice. He says, "Hooked on phonics <laughs> failed me. Hooked on phonics failed me." But if you want to start talking ebonics, yo, I got you right here, man. Or boobonics. Boobonics. As um, so yeah, they're at an airport waiting to board, you know, at a terminal. And this plane, I'm assuming it crash landed and it can't stop. And it comes right to the terminal and just, you know, takes out a bunch, takes but- out. Here's what I liked about that, though. You see the plane, and it kind of is reminiscent of Airplane. You remember the old comedy? The plane coming through, but it's on fire. So they leave it ambiguous. Was it an accident? Did a plane crash land? Did something happen as it was pulling into the gate? Was it terrorism? You have no idea. They left it up to the imagination of the reader. I loved it. I thought it was okay. I thought the premise was pretty cool. You know, basically, um, they go to purgatory. I can't get rid of this stupid ad. Yeah, it's okay. We'll live with it. Oh, it's pissing me off. Yeah, so the so, premise is everybody in the airport dies. in that. Well, no, because I didn't anyway. get the sense. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the mother died, did she? No, everybody died. Uh, that, that was there. Well... The majority of them died. That's all we know is that you see this huge explosion and all of a sudden everybody, you know, wakes up. The main character wakes up and you hear you hear singing going on and you see all these other people that were there, assumedly, and says, where is it? Tell me, somebody tell me where I am. What's going on? This can't be happening to me. Why can't I remember anything? And all of a sudden, there's this gentleman in what we'll call like a white lab coat. Sir, would you please try and calm down? I I, I don't know. And he goes, I check, please. And he's got like a flashlight. And she's like, my name's Rue. What's your name? Hey, would you tell me what the hell's going on? And the gentleman in the lab coat's like, you've passed on. Um, You've all must have been in some sort of mass casualty event. She's like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't any mass casualty. Don't worry. He goes, you'll remember in time. Make your way to the hall for processing. She's like, well, what about the kid? That was the kid at the airport. I'll take special care of her. You know, you don't, you don't worry. So then she runs into somebody from that was at the airport. Oh, hey, Rue, there you are. She's like, Sticks, what's up? And all of a sudden something happens and then they get separated. They said they would find each other. So immediately they find out you and they explain you are in the afterlife something has happened there's a mass casualty event everybody died things will come back but we need to process you in order to be in silver city silver city you find out is a bit like purgatory so you don't go to heaven you don't go to hell you stop in your living and i'm going to use that term loosely living in what we would call purgatory or some variant thereof. It's an interesting concept because it makes you sit back and you start immediately thinking about heaven and hell 
or the afterlife or ghosts or what happens if you're trapped and all the different things that we've come to rely on. And they actually just take it and do their version of explaining how they think it happens, how this city exists for all of these people that are stuck in between places. Hey, I got a question. Is this supposed to be Janis Joplin? He kind of looks like her. <laughs> no, I mean, because she's singing, and I'm not that familiar with her songs. So I was trying to remember when I was reading it if the if the lyrics that she is singing was a Janis Joplin song. Oh, I wasn't even paying. I just know there was singing and I was because they don't the lyrics, so I wasn't even looking at it. I think it, so you didn't read the book? No, I wasn't I wasn't trying to associate lyrics because most of the time the lyrics in the book are of a made-up song. So I did not spend my time and go, hey, is this from a particular song? Nor did anything catch me. So yeah. I think I it's supposed know. to I think it is supposed to be because you don't age when you're here, you know, you don't gain weight, nothing. But apparently you could get hurt in a way to where you have to fix yourself because there's some people that look like they've had part of their face and stuff uh re-sewn on or, or something you remember that yeah so i don't know um i like the concept of it i was a little confused by the ending which i'm guessing was the point where the the main character is coming to save the girl and she did something that alludes to like she had powers or something. Yeah. So they, they talk about something there. Well, this is the first issue and its job is to grab your attention and ask questions so that you want to pick up more and read it. So she winds up hooking up with these couple of guys that, you know, are like, Hey, my flatmate and I got a, a place you can stay with us and stuff like that. I mean, it's like they're living in England, you know, London, something like that. Right. And then they, they start talking about believing and she's like, well, believing in what? And he goes, Oh, the silver night, you know, it's, it's kind of like this silver city's version of Santa Claus or the tooth fairy. And you know, the other guy who he's poking fun of the other roommates like, Hey, I know you don't believe me, but mark my words. Oh, yeah, right. I forget. You could have met him. And then he describes this vision of what he saw of a knight. There's a sword. He's got this big blue eye. And then he's explaining that, you know, that there's this whole history with the silver knight. He goes, you know, there were no divisions between the world of the living and those of the dead. I mean, I wish you could see him. They were right there. You could even go through the levels of the afterlife and whatever you were looking for. Dead relatives, friends, whatnot, they come, you know, easy peasy. They, and they talk about timekeepers and they go through it. So anyway, he he goes, he's, he, he's the one roommate saying he's a lunatic. He goes, I'm not a damn lunatic. You know, this stuff is real and, and you'll see. Right. So she starts getting her memory and everything uh, back from it. And, you know, it, it continues on. She's got some abilities that you find out, which is really weird. Um, and but in this afterlife, it's as if because like the flatmate was it. They've been flatmates for 30 years now. 
<clears throat> so time, we don't know yet how it moves, if it moves similar to that on Earth or slower or faster or whatever. But you live your life in this purgatory just as if you're living in real life. Bad things can happen. They, you know, people get shot. They have everything up there. It's just an interesting take on it. Right. On the in the afterlife. So it we're, we are left with a lot of questions, but in my mind, the entire concept behind it is we always want to know, is there more in life after we die? You know, super superhero books tend to take it one way. Um, you know, you know, even, you know, Jay and Silent Bob, you know, they took it a different way with dogma. I mean, everybody's got their interesting take on heaven and hell purgatory what happens in the middle you know ghosts how do ghosts or that is that because they're stuck between them this is just a unique take and all they're doing in this first issue is laying out the framework of there's this city that you live in and assuming until things get sorted out but some people have been there for 30 years we don't know but it's cool it it intrigued my mind where i'm like i really want to know more I can't wait for issues two and three to come out because I want to see how they expand and create a universe out of this. Okay. I get that. I get that. I see. I like the quote. art. I thought the art was fine. I mean, it didn't I mean, knock the my art, socks I, I off thought, and I didn't hate it. I thought kind of like um, Maniac of New York. That's the name of that book, right? Yeah. Maniac of New York. I thought, Kind of like Maniac of New York, I thought the art fit the story, you know, for something. that That's the thing about doing these new properties that nobody's ever seen before. And, you know, is you can, whoever starts it, it's theirs. So that's, that's it. It's, you don't have somebody, you know, you don't look at Silver City and go, well, it's no, not as good as this other artist was even though they do have somebody else doing the covers which i do like the cover art better but you know since the since the whole interior is done by this other person other artist you know that's what you really think of when you think think of the book i, I thought the art fit the story you know rather nicely so there were I mean, parts like, to see where it goes. Like, like the characters, I thought the characters were fine and stuff. But then there were some really interesting scenes when they had it like the big bridge and the bridge in the city drawn behind it. There was a lot of detail thought into that and it looked beautiful. Um, you know, there's what looks like a statue of a winged, potentially armored angel or something. You're trying to see what it is. Again, really, really well done. And then the rest of it is more close-ups and faces, and it's fine. You know, you, you get the gist. Then they're in this bar club, and they've got a really cool scene inside of the bar. And then the rest of it's not bad. Then there's another city scene, really good. So, you know, it's like there were certain times that they really went into detail, and the rest of it is more conceptualized. But like I said, I think it fits what they were trying to do with the book, I enjoyed it all, all in all. So what's your CGC rating? I am giving this one 
overall an 8.0. Um, I, I, I just thought it was very intriguing. I just want to see more what's going on. And, and I'm, I'm all about world building. And they've got a chance to do something really interesting with a great take on it. Much like the many deaths of Layla Starr. You know, such a unique opportunity to do that. I can't wait to read that one this week. Um, so I hope they they, they they hit this one, at least a triple out of this, because they've got a huge chance to do something great with it. But we'll see where they go. I, I like the first issue. Is this an ongoing or a mini? I don't know. I, they they don't say. So I, I always treat them as an ongoing unless we find out it ends. And that's what can okay. happen with the smaller publishers. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't say. No. You know, it, it, I thought it was. In, I thought it was intriguing. Um, I guess. I you know I'd give it a six five. Okay. I I, I go a six five. I thought it was intriguing, but not enough to make me come back for a second one, uh, second bite of the apple. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's about. It's kind of like that other one that we talked about that takes place during the Civil War. Yeah, um, two moons. Two moons. Just not my, not my bag, baby. Yeah, when, I, my when I, I'm keeping this one, I'm going to keep Silver City on my uh, pull list uh, and see where they take me on this ride. Um, I'll let you borrow it, especially if if number two winds up really, really increasing. Yeah, if, I if mean, you, like I said, the job for this is just to pull you in and intrigue you. For me, it intrigued me. For you, uh, less so. Yeah, I mean, if you can sell me on number two, then uh, that'll uh, that could possibly do it for sure. You know, uh, just like I said, this one, this one didn't didn't you know didn't tug at me enough. That's so, cool. And that, you know, that's why they make all different kinds of comics, my friends. So it seems that tonight, uh, Army of, it's Army of the Dead, correct? On Netflix yep. by Zack Snyder? Yep. yep. That dropped today. Well, last night, technically, I guess. So I yeah. will be watching that tonight. Uh, I love zombie movies. I'm very curious to see this one. So. I'll be watching it. Michael's got to run. Hey, thanks for dropping by. We appreciate it. Join Good to us see on you. Monday, Michael. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that is. I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else news-wise that we want to talk about. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to try and watch it hopefully this weekend, but. Tomorrow we're in Hickory all day, so probably not going to get a chance to watch it. We'll see, uh, you know, what the rest of the family, they're downstairs figuring out stuff now. So maybe that's what we're watching tonight. I don't know yet. You should just walk downstairs and be like king of the castle, pointing at yourself. This With, is I'll, I'll have the neon sign over. And say we're watching uh, – Army of the Dead tonight. And if they go, we don't want to watch that, go, huh, it's a good thing there's TVs in other rooms of this house. That because is this big one right here is watching Army of the Dead. I see that. I see that. Yes. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll remind you of this conversation when I'm at your house next. You can. And you wind up watching Hallmark. 
I don't watch Hallmark. I don't fall. I don't fall into that trap. No, but but Hallmark can be watched on the big TV. Ugh, no, thank you. All no, right, thank you. So Monday show at uh, seven o'clock. Aaron Lepresti is going to join us again, and we're going to talk about collecting comics. Aaron is a big comic book collector. Uh, Dennis, as you can see behind him, is. I still collect comics as well. I'll be buying some old ones tomorrow. We're going to talk about CGC books that we own and some of our favorite CGC books. Uh, I know Aaron just picked up uh, 9-2 Daredevil 37, I believe. Yeah, I saw and, that. Uh, that beautiful. Yeah, so we're going to talk about CGC books, talk about some of our favorite books in our collection. Maybe Dennis, or not Dennis, maybe Aaron will grill Dennis about comic appraising and get his take on some of that stuff. So we'll see. So it'll be a comic book uh, collecting extravaganza Monday night at 7 o'clock. So you can join us for that. And uh, we will uh, see you guys Monday. Until then, everybody have a good weekend. If you are near Hickory, North Carolina, swing on by and we'll say hi to you. That's right. So we'll see you on Monday. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.